Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says Podcast number 11, Progressivism and the Battle of Turtle Creek. Now, progressivism, oh, I'm sad that I have to tell you about the progressive movement in our country, but it's got to be told, so listen up. The Battle of Turtle Creek? Well, that's a fun story of George Washington again. Some folks call it the bulletproof George Washington. You'll like this story. Okay, right from the radio program, Uncle Sam says, Progressivism and the Battle of Turtle Creek. Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. Have you wondered why we do a lesson and a story every day? Well, let me explain. The lessons are because we have to learn about the Constitution and how important it is. The stories... Well, it's awfully important that you gain a kind of an emotional attachment and a reverence for the heroes that were in our early America. They were important. They were good men. Heavenly Father raised up the best men of the century to put the Constitution together. Folks, we need American heroes, and that's why we're doing this. Americans have got to understand it. you got to know what's happening in America today. And the cancer in our government is called progressivism. Progressivism, and their, their watchword is social justice. And folks, it's a lie. It is not social justice. Another word for it is redistribution of wealth. You rob the rich to give to the poor is what they want to do, what they want to sell you. And all the, the poor with their hands out, they like that kind of stuff. Oh, it's, it's sad. History has been changed. Our textbooks have been rewritten. And you'll not find in our school textbooks any mention of the atrocities that followed progressive philosophy adherence. Guys, read the old history books. Find out what happened. Those atrocities that following the progressive philosophy... Oh, do you recognize the name progressive? Progressives are the greatest threat to America simply because Americans do not recognize who they are or what they want to accomplish. Now here's the simple definition of a progressive. This is a doctrine that wishes to go beyond the checks and balances of our Constitution so as to collect the power into one location, the executive. And folks, they'll dress that up in all kinds of language to make it sound purdy. But that's what it is. It's putting all the power into one location, the executive. And they're going to spend and spend and spend, giving to people, buying votes, until our country is no longer. And it'll go back into a dictatorship like every other country that has tried progressivism, socialism, Marxism, communism, fascism. Call it what you will. It's all the same. Who are these people? The Progressive Caucus makes up the majority of the Democratic Party, many of the Republican Party, and virtually all of the executive administration in our government today. In other words, most of our government. They are not ashamed. They boast of it. Now, if it were just a matter of moving a little to the left or right or, or changing a, a few things to accommodate them, it'd be different. But that is not possible. Their goal is nothing less than the implementation of the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto. Surprised? <laughs> so was I. Please check it out. 
They will not stop until they have all power centered in the executive. Then what happens? Please, dust off your old history books. Go to the source materials. Find out the real story of Chairman Mayo, Joe Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler, Che Guevara, Paul Pot. It does not matter whether you call it fascism, communism, socialism, or progressivism. The results have always been the same and has cost over 100 million lives over the last hundred years. Now, am I saying that our current progressive leaders want to kill us all? No, of course not. But they passionately believe that we need to get away from the Constitution and have the government solve our problem. Most of them have no idea the direction they're trying to take this people. Now, we have many watchmen on the towers who are crying out the danger. The talk radio hosts like Rush and Reagan and Savage and, and the TV hosts like Glenn Beck and Hannity and Fox News. They're trying to wake you all up to save America, but for the most part, America's still sleeping. Ah, let's take a deep breath. Okay, it's story time. Now, this next story will let you know for sure that God in heaven chose George Washington for a very special work, and God protected him. Why, he should have been killed many times, many times, but God did protect him. This was going to be called the Battle of Turtle Creek. Uh, they, they were proceeding to Fort Duquesne on the southwest Pennsylvania area. This happened in 1755 during the French and Indian War. George was a 23-year-old brash and self-confident, six-feet-two-inch mountain of a man that had the trust and confidence of his commander, General Braddock, and of the British Army. And George was an absolute inspiration to his men. He had tried to convince the general to fight like the Americans instead of the Europeans. But the idea of fighting from behind a rock or tree like a skulking coward was not for him or his men. <laughs> they would acquit themselves like civilized men, and they would uh, carry the day. Along the way, George became seriously ill with dysentery, and the general ordered him to stay behind to recover. Washington lay in agony for nearly two weeks before he was well enough to even get out of bed. He was worried to distraction about his command, and, and so as soon as he could tolerate sitting on a pillow, he tied that pillow to his saddle, and he rode furiously to catch the general and the rest of the command. <laughs> ah, tying a pillow on a saddle, that would be fun. Just ten miles from the fort, an exhausted Washington catches them just as they are ambushed by the Indians under the French command. True to his promise, General Braddock ordered his men to stand in fighting formation instead of running for cover. Those tired men were disciplined, and they obeyed, but they couldn't even see their enemy. They were mowed down like bowling pins. Even General Braddock was shot from his saddle. This was a moment of destiny for young George Washington. He jumped in to take the general's place, and his horse was shot out from under him. He grabbed another horse, and it too was shot. The battle raged for two hours, and the British suffered 714 casualties. Of the 80 officers serving under General Braddock, Washington was the only one not hurt. But get this, he was not hurt. But he had three horses shot out from under him, had four bullet holes in his coat, and had bullet fragments in his hair. 
He sent a letter home where he said that the Lord had protected him. He sent another letter to his brother Jack, indicating that he thoroughly enjoyed the fight. He said, I have heard the bullets whistle, and believe me, there is something charming in the sound. Ah, but that story is not over yet. You see, fifteen years later, George visited that site and met an old Indian chief who came especially to see, quote, the man that God would not let die in battle. (laughs) The old chief told him that he had ordered his braves to fire at Washington, since he was obviously a ranking officer. The chief himself aimed seventeen shots directly at Washington, but could not hit him. Well, now, that old chief could shoot, and he knew how to put his bullets right where he wanted them to go. (laughs) They just didn't go there. (laughs) They just didn't go there when he aimed at Washington. He finally concluded that Washington was protected by the great God. We're glad he was. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Remember, you can't restore America unless you know what America used to be and what made America great. Please help bring more people to these lessons. They'll thank you for it, and you can both be smiling. Until tomorrow, remember, you are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.